Sage Hill podcast on addiction with Dr. Chip Dodd and Phil Herndon. This is a new weekly podcast recorded at the Center for Professional Excellence. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sage Hill podcast recording today, as always, on the addiction series at the CPE, Center for Professional Excellence here at Journey Pure in our, uh, our studio. I've actually had people ask about our studio and I have to tell them it's just your office. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the other studio where we record. It's yeah. another office in Nashville. Yeah. yeah. So welcome back. Hey, Chip. We could do it from almost anywhere, honestly. But hey, Phil. I, I said, hey, Chip. Hey, Phil. Okay, hey there. So uh, glad y'all are here with us today. As you know, we're uh, uh, podcasting or recording several podcasts about addiction. And I know uh, we've stated before many times, we state many times a day here at CPE, you know, the the number one malady of humanity, this thing called addiction. So, boy, that is well said. It really is true. Um, so we were talking earlier today, um, actually talking to one of the guys here in treatment, and um, you you said a sentence that I want to talk about okay. on the, today's subject. It's right. a, it, I thought it was a great sentence that captures you know, physiology, feeling. I just not work. I love affirmation. I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 of course, and, and you don't just dispense it as if it's just an open counter, you know. No, and in future podcasts, I will attribute this to, to me. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so here's, here's the same. Really, really and truly, I thought, was just, man, that, that says so much about all many of the realms of addiction. You said alcohol soothes the neurons but destroys the child. Yeah. So take it away. Oh, that was well. Incredible. Let's talk about that. You know, I was I was meeting with one of our wonderful guys, and we've said it many times. Really and truly, uh, our wonderful guys, we have the privilege to walk with. It's called treatment in the science world. It's called treatment in the recovery world. Mm-hmm. But it's really to take a long walk with As a across a territory to freedom. And so anyway, I was meeting with one of the guys who is extremely anxious about a TL. Mm-hmm. And uh, TL means therapeutic leave for you guys who haven't had the privilege of being in treatment. Hey, so. There's a bunch of guys out there yeah. with CPE grinning when you hear the, yeah. the letters TL. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was describing anxiety, and I said, you know, that alcohol works. It, it Alcohol soothes the neurons. And by, by neurons, I'm talking about the the physical neurochemical aspects of uh, symptoms mm-hmm. that we call depression, we call anxiety. And and depression and anxiety are real things. Mm-hmm. But the way we talk about a depression and anxiety is those are not feelings. They're physical, mental reactions to feelings we don't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. And when a person uses alcohol, we use alcohol for any of the addictive processes, you know, is that it really does do its job. Uh, alcohol, drugs, sex, go down the list, over-compulsive exercise and so on. Mm. It soothes the neurons or it, it handles the physical symptoms of neurochemical uh, processes of that threaten us. And so it does calm us down. It soothes, mm-hmm. it bathes, it calms down all those neurological aspects that are really um, expressions of something that can be amazingly handled, managed, and even uh, allow frees us to live more fully, called emotion. And so, when I said that it, it soothes the neurons but destroys the child, I'm referring to the child being the heart of who someone is. Mm-hmm. I'm referring to the child in the 
neuroscientific language of the limbic system, which is the keeper. It's amazing how the limbic system is the science and the philosophy yeah. all wrapped it up in one place. Sure. Because the limbic system has all the uh, organic names, medical terms, but it's the house or the storehouse of emotion and the storehouse of uh, long-term uh, memories. So it's the place of childhood. Mm. It's the place we, if we come from a great place, it's a place we continue to remember, to express, and it's a continuity of uh, processes that allow us to grow up, or it's a place we want to get away from and not go back to. Mm-hmm. But it's actually a place you can't escape. And the escapes, trying to get away from the limbic world, which is the seat of emotion, is the, the consequences of that escape are high levels of anxiety, tendencies towards depression, uh, reactivity, hypervigilance, constriction, and you know, we, you know you, we've got all the, the list, the denial, dissociation, which, which throws us into having to have physical solutions to emotional problems. And so it does soothe the neurons, but destroys the child, which, which means that it rejects how we're made to connect with ourselves, others, and God. It, it, addiction takes us away from feeling our feelings, telling the truth, and giving it over to the process. I mean, when I say the process, you know I'm talking about, you know, we're all works in progress. Mm-hmm. We, we, our, our job is works in progress. It's very difficult, but to live life on life's terms, learn how to do it, and it takes a lifetime to do it. Uh-huh. Those three things describe vulnerability. And vulnerability describes the need for healthy shame. Healthy shame describes the need of neediness, dependency that uh-huh. we never escape. And those are all the territories of the need to keep growing and the need to grow up. Yeah. In a child, it's the need to grow up. In the grown-up, it's the need to keep growing. Mm-hmm. And so to do that, we have to be able to express the inner self of the need to connect. And what happens is that um, every addict that we've had the privilege of working with, some some it wasn't a privilege, but let's admit that. I mean, I'll admit that. Some, <laughs> some it was, I, I forgot your name because uh-huh. you never did show up. That's right. Know, I'll, I'll be honest about that. Yeah, but, true. but most of the guys who are actually taking time to listen to the podcast, uh, Phil and I often talk about uh, the gratitude. Mm-hmm. In fact, even last night, you yep. and I were meeting with a couple of other people and, and talking about uh, just... Mm-hmm. Some of the guys, honestly, and mm-hmm. the, the, the gratitude. But um, in all the people we've treated over the years, not one single person that we've treated came from a place that they, that they didn't want to get away from limbically. No doubt. So every single person we've treated were overwhelmingly symptomatic with anxiety, depression, or denial and dissociation from those two things. And as soon as they got close to the limbic world, they became anxious and or depressed. Yes. So we've treated people of trauma. And whether you call it little T or big T trauma, it's people who were experienced things that they, that they weren't allowed to have the vulnerability or the healthy shame to ask the questions, to be works in progress so they could learn how to live life on life's terms and weren't allowed to know like the big people as children, mm-hmm. that it takes a lifetime to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. There weren't big people around saying it was okay to be the child. Yeah, And I'm telling you, the need to belong and the need to matter are so powerful and so significant that reality is that once trauma occurs, 
the child will begin to sacrifice the questions, the feelings, the need for belonging and mattering to performance. And that performance is always living on the edge of rejection. Did I do enough? Have I accomplished enough? I'm watching your face to see how I am doing, yes. to see how safe I am, and to see if I may be cared about. So it's the child, uh, uh, the limbic system or the heart, living with giant question marks of am I okay versus how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Very different questions. Very you know? different. And getting back to the first half of that sentence, with all the deficits of that and the demand to perform, Neuron soothing is pretty attractive. Absolutely, because that hypervigilance is living in fight, flight, or freeze, mm-hmm. which means which means that the the cortisol, the catecholamines, that the adrenaline, everything's triggered by just the experience of a human being I'm made to be connected to. Mm-hmm. The human being I'm made to be connected to, myself and others, is actually the threat. I'm a threat to myself uh-huh. because feelings may get a hold of me. And render me vulnerable. Vulnerable means rejected and toxic uh-huh. shame. And then every human being, even our loved ones, the spouse we sleep six inches away from can be the enemy. Uh-huh. Isn't that? Oh, yeah. So that's what I mean. So, yes, alcohol soothes mm-hmm. the neurons and destroys the child. Yeah. Let me right there for just for a second. So we talked about soothing the neurons. It's, you know, we use the phrase counterfeit fulfillment, but, you know, when we're in disease, knee deep in disease, I'm not thinking about counterfeit. I'm thinking about fulfillment. Like this is fulfilling, closest That's thing I said. get to life. Yeah. Right? Like soothing. So how about the destroying? It's an awful word. Yeah. It destroys the child. Yeah. That the deeper we go into disease, <clears throat> well think of think of it this way. The disease takes like pretend pretend like we're 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 new parents. And uh the child's growing and and being introduced to life. If we raise a child well, we don't take children to places they don't need to go mm-hmm. and they don't need to be. Mm-hmm. And if they wind up in those places through the accidents of life, they have a safe place or a room or a, a relationship to go to to process what it was like. Mm-hmm. Scary, hurt, sad, lonely, fearful, shameful, angering, uh, guilty, or mm-hmm. glad. And so, so if that, that, that connection isn't made and the parent's not raising the child, uh, addiction becomes the, the second best mm-hmm. answer. And at a point, we forget the child. It literally helps us dissociate and deny yeah. that there is an emotional world. And so what happens is that we start taking the child to places a, a parent wouldn't take a child. Yes. And that continues the numbness and the dumbness and the rejection of that person we're made to be. And so the deeper we go into addiction, the, the, the farther away we go from reawakening to how we're made as emotional and spiritual creatures created to do one thing in life, it's live fully. Mm-hmm. And man, neuroscience is just, just research after research, article after article, just showing that connection to how we're made in relationship with each other is the solution to addiction. Uh-huh. So, and, and um, uh, I, I, just, I just see it over and over again that the, the, the more we move to the feeling world, the more awakened a person is, and the more the child within comes back to life. 
purpose of that isn't so you can run around being a child. The purpose is so that the nurturing parent of the frontal lobe mm -hmm. starts to do relationship with the interior of the limbic system. Mm -hmm. The two converse long enough until they've merged into a creature called a grown-up. <laughs> yeah. Now, adults and grown-ups are different, uh -huh. you know, you and I know. Yeah. Adult is a person pretending to be a grown-up. They use their faces to hide that they uh -huh. don't know how to do life. A grown-up is a person who is actually in the midst of the struggle of, of asking the questions and expressing the vulnerability and the competence that follows to know how yes. to live, you know? And so it's, it's the feelings allow us to reawaken to who we're made to be and get on with doing what we're made to do. So the child isn't destroyed. The child is reawakened, reconnected, grown, ushered into life. And then it's almost as if there's no child within and there's no parent. There's a person, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, and, but the child can be, um, gotten rid of. Yeah. I mean, there are people walking around all over the place giving us the rules who are stuck in their own addictions, even though they're not florid with the classic alcohol and mm -hmm. drugs, but the addiction of control and power, uh -huh. uh, continuing to scare children right. away from ever showing up. Right. But I'm telling you, what does a re reawakened child look like, especially in the early days? There was a guy you and I were talking to earlier this morning, and... Um, he, he talked about, he said, you know something I noticed? He said, I had LASIK surgery a long time ago, but I stepped out on the porch at the house this morning, and uh, uh, yesterday morning, he said, and I, I looked, and it was almost like high-definition mm -hmm. uh, surroundings, mm -hmm. like colors were brighter, and the, the, the depths yeah. were stark, more starkly clear to me. Mm -hmm. Just like, things were clearer. And he said he, he started, he's noticed sounds. He said, this morning, he, he asked the guy, does this look clear to you? And the guy said, well, you're, you're off drugs, right? You're, <laughs> you're, you're no longer taking any of the, even the psychiatric medications. Mm -hmm. And you, now you've been in recovery of mm -hmm. your heart for a while. Yes. And feel he can hear mm -hmm. things he wasn't hearing. He can listen to things he had blocked out. He can see things he hadn't noticed. Yes. Even though Lasix corrected his vision, it didn't give him sight. No doubt about Isn't it. Isn't that amazing? And his smell is better. His considering the possibilities is more. And it, it reminds me, and, and I'm not talking about the Bible, I'm talking about wisdom. There's this passage in Ephesians 4, 17 through 19. It, it says, Do not be like the Gentiles who are caught up in the futility of their thinking. Mm -hmm. Due to the ignorance, the ignoring, due to the ignorance that is in them because of the uh, darkness of their understanding, denial, mm -hmm. and the hardness of their hearts, dissociation, and being caught up in that, they've lost their senses, mm -hmm. which is touch, taste, smell, sight, <clears throat> and connected to feeling alive, feeling. Mm -hmm. They've lost their senses in sensuality. Addiction, soothing neurons, has yeah. taken over for living. And no matter how much they eat, they continue to have a lust for more. Yes. Good God, crazy. Phil. Remembering a guy, he, he may be listening to this, many years ago, he was from a really beautiful state. You may remember this. He's from a really beautiful state, born and raised in this state in the East, 
beautiful falls. And we, he went on yeah. TL, we mentioned earlier. And he came back from TL. He said he named his home state. He goes, you know, that's really a beautiful place in the fall. Yeah. It's <laughs> been <Yeah>. <laughs> years. And this guy's a genius. Uh-huh. We're talking about, oh, yeah. I mean, we've treated some smart guys. Yeah, this we guy have. was. Yeah. That, I mean, he was so smart, he's stupid. Kind yeah, of he's thing. smart as me. Oh, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it was amazing, back to what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, the guy was asleep in all ways. Yeah. He had not seen fall. And, and then performing rem- in his profession. Was he ever. With the highest marks while, uh-huh. while destroying the child uh-huh. and soothing the neurons. He was. Well said. And he was, you know, it just stands out to me. He, in, but, but you remember this, too. Later in group, that same day, he said, you know, I do remember knowing this about this state when, when I was a kid. Yes. I remember, I remember thinking how beautiful fall is here when I was a kid. Yeah. Do you remember um, last night, just say you, you, you and I and a couple other guys were meeting last night talking about the future and we were sitting out at my arbor, mm-hmm. uh, which is surrounded by summertime. Yeah. And right. I said something about, you know, there's not much better than the sounds of summer. Uh-huh. And we got quiet for a second, and, and you, you, you kind of uh, said, I said that to my son, Luke, only two hours ago. Yes. They all playing golf. Yes. We had a great fortune of playing golf together. And he um, said, there's, there's just nothing better than the sounds mm-hmm. of summer. And we were quiet and listening to, uh, and that is a, a child Yes. Experience. For sure. And doesn't it, sounds of summer, take us to growing up, uh-huh. remembering, see, growing up, feeling, yeah. wistfulness, sadness, uh-huh. joy, appreciation, remembering long-term memories and feelings, uh-huh. which is the experience of being fully alive. Yeah. And at the same time, do you know what? When you and I and, and the other guys were talking about that, being that fully alive, also, like we're surrounded by the sounds of summer, we're also surrounded by what we can't control. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a past we can't go back to. Yeah, we can resolve it uh-huh. by feeling the process. We've got a future we don't know what's going to happen, but we were sitting there last night hoping and planning around it. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so it's like when you go to the limbic world, I see how come people don't want to do it. When you go to the heart, it literally does take us to the place of oh, powerlessness. Yeah. Because we have the place of hope and yeah, longing for sure. within us. It's the child world. Uh-huh. And at the same time, it takes us to trauma, the, the danger of not having control of what happens when you don't. So the very thing that gives us life is a conflict with what took our lives away. Yes. And so, I mean, I get that it's hard, and um, I get that it's difficult, but those of us who are awake, uh, we see more, and therefore we hurt more. But we live more, and and I think there are a lot of guys uh, and and gals, guys and gals. There are a lot of men and women. <laughs> who says that? I, I, I apologize. Nobody. But how do how do you how do you do to the right, do the guy, guys? Well, gals. I, uh, there are a lot of people out there who are listening. Mm. They say it's worth it. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. worth it. It's uh, it's worth walking through my neurons to get to that child. Right on. And it's worth letting that child. And, and, and doing the hard work of growing that child up into being grown up. Mm-hmm. And it's worth the struggle of living life on life's terms. You and I, I mean, and we were talking about you last night a lot. 
Which off mic, we do a lot more than you guys know. Not uh, even close. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. But we were talking about all the things that you've done and Yellow Freight, uh-huh. Passionate Church, being a punk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get paid for that. One. <laughs> being a Golden Gloves boxer, <laughs> being an All American baseball player, and, uh, mm. and, and, and being a surgeon, you know, that, that's some of the things we kid around about. But all these things that you've done in your life, that don't seem to be connected. Mm-hmm. The older you get, the more surrendered you are. The more life you seek, the more you see that 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 disconnection was threads being woven mm-hmm. together. For sure. And we're even talking about preparing. What's the next thing? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, not settling in, but pressing on. Yeah. Um, because we can't help it. Uh, knowing we're getting older, so what are we doing to continue to dream like mm-hmm. that? Because children can't stop mm-hmm. it, and grown-ups don't either. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I said to the guy who's just doing his beginnings uh, how much it's worth it and how and actually how glad I am that he's uh, he's not bathing the neurons, but he's actually attending to the child so the child isn't destroyed and doesn't have to live in a little metal cage with old straw on the bottom of it. No kidding. You know? So this thing is so much, and I know it's been the you have, I have, the whole idea around that sentence about soothing the neurons, destroying the child. It's teasing and shaming around, yeah, 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 child this, child that. But the well, it's incredibly deep. Yeah, It's around being able to smell and see. It's around counterfeit fulfillment. I mean, this is a big... So let me ask you not to introduce a new subject, but to kind of round out today. I've heard you say thousand times um you know our our brains were made to give expression to the heart oh, and, yeah. and in this disease process out addiction uh process the brain is used to block the heart it just it seems to me that that sentence goes with the one we started with boy that is so so well said our frontal lobes the nurturing parent the neurons the, in there the, neuro, the safety mechanisms mm-hmm. but our brains our thinking brains or, or in our heads, which sounds so weird, to to help us articulate the you know the 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 wanderings, the stutterings of the human heart. Mm-hmm. To listen to the dreams, the longings, the imagination, the desire, the hope, the needs, and the feelings of the child. When we say that the senses are awakened, the smell, the sight, the hearing, the touch. Or awakened, uh, that is all coming through the the feelings being awakened. Because if I don't know what I feel, I don't even know where I am. Yeah. If I can't see what's around me, I can't experience the life mm-hmm. that's in me or the life that's outside of me. It's amazing how much we're created for connection, don't you think? Oh, you know, no doubt. So, so, and a lot of people out there listening to this, if they've been to CPE or say chill training or something along those lines. Uh, will instantly go, oh, yeah, there's an oh, yeah, inside of us when we hear, when we've mm. experienced it, yeah. hear someone talk about the difference yeah. between uh, counterfeit fulfillment, all the things that we've mm-hmm. talked about versus really being in it. Yeah. Unmistakable. And think about that guy. He said, hey, come out here. I need you to see something. Am I seeing this? He said, am I seeing, does it look clear? Does it look, clear? Does it look greener? Does it look more starkly drawn mm-hmm. with depths? Uh, and he, 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 he was willing to say, Am I crazy uh-huh. or am I changing? 
am, am I gone insane truly, or now am I coming into sanity? Do you know? No kids, really cool. So, cool. Yeah. Well, this is great. I mean, like, I'm really that sentence we started with and since we ended with that both both having to do with how we're made to live fully yeah. in relationship and feelings, imagination, and all the things we're talking about. The, the, uh, once again, uh, this conversation and others speaks once again to the inexhaustible well of addiction and reco- recovery. Yes, Amazing. recovery. So, recovery of who we're made to be and then what we're made to do. Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening. We will be back soon. Hope you're enjoying the series. And, uh, Chip, I guess we'll record another one at some point. I look forward to it. And uh, hello to everybody who we do know. And hello hello to everybody we may someday get to know. So, hey, thanks, Thanks, Phil. Thanks for listening. All right, talk to you later.